Okay, so... Are you starting? Yeah. Alright. Do you remember her intro? I feel like it's been, like, months. I've forgotten all of it. <laughs> this is Hauntings and Homicide. Hello. I, I know that much. I can yeah. say her name. I'm Selena. I have no business doing this because I'm scared of everything. And I sleep with a nightlight. But here we are. And I'm Heather. And I haven't slept in years. And, and here we are. I think we nailed it. So, today's episode is about the toxic woman. Yes. Gloria Ramirez. Which is a hometown case That's for right. me. Yeah. Do you, have you, it's, it, so it takes place at the Riverside Hospital. Have Which is technically, hospital? it's technically in Moreno Valley. It's like a, their like general hospital. It's like technically like so border Moreno Valley. Is it Valley. not in Riverside? It's Riverside County. Um, I, I'm like, this is where you live, but I don't know where anything I've is. I've never been to it or like seen it, but it's, it's close. It's probably as close to home as many cases will get. Mm-hmm. I think the only We could other- visit her grave. Oh, I didn't even think of that. We could. Do you know where she was buried at? No. Hi, uh, Rick here. Editing note, she is buried at Olivewood Memorial Park in Riverside. No, I got her, and I think the only other case in Riverside is um the Zodiac. He did one of the killings in Riverside. Are you at, serious? At RCC. How did I not know that? Mm-hmm. What? But yeah, we got a nice little... Well, I have a nice hometown connection it's, to this. It's local. I'm assuming you heard about this case through X-Files, or had you heard about it prior? It was definitely the X-Files. Okay. So... I don't know why you have to throw me into the I bus just figured, three and a half minutes into this podcast. I figured we would see. I think it's always interesting to find out how we learned about these cases in order to study them. And I'm just embarrassed about how often it's going to be the X-Files. I mean, that's fine. I feel like that goes right up our alley. That, or if we find stuff on Drunk History, that works, too. No, that's not That's not how that happened. I'm just saying, it's if fine. your mom throws us a bone and if gives us a case... If my mom gets offended that we're not listening to her <laughs> and insists that we do what she says... Moms are always right. Isn't that, that what happens? Allegedly. Um, so... Okay. Oh, really quick. Good. Yep. Just because Heather and I were brainstorming our next upcoming kind of month and a half to two month schedule mm-hmm. you guys have any really cool cases please oh, we let did, us know we did get that recommendation did you see that yes that one looks pretty cool yeah we probably so we'll look into that. should put that on the calendar yes we'll Oops. look into that um if anyone has anything super scary mm-hmm. let us know and also anything involving i think we're gonna venture into cryptids next we're gonna dabble so if anyone has a case that they're interested in or think we would be really interesting in cover interested in covering please send us if you think we're interesting i know i was like <laughs> um we're gonna get pretty spooky for october so we're gonna get a little bit more lenient on what we cover it. Just basically anything creepy and, yes. and spooky and weird. Probably. So, like we said, this is about Gloria Ramirez, who is known as the toxic woman, toxic lady, which I'm sorry. If I die, like, I don't want a fucking name. I don't want a nickname. Like That's a pretty mean one. Nickname a damn serial killer, because I don't want to use her actual names. But good God, don't nickname me. So, Gloria... Had a normal life. She was married and had two kids. But unfortunately, at her young age of 31, she was dealing with advanced stages of cervical cancer. Which, by the way, that's so young. Yeah. So young. 
And also that's why um, everyone should go get your HPV shots. Just saying. It helps prevent cervical cancer. Okay. Let me just put my little PSA out there. Anywho. On February 19, 1994, Gloria was rushed to General Hospital in Riverside. She had a rapid heartbeat and a drop in blood pressure. She could hardly breathe and was stumbling her words and answering questions incoherently. She's probably drunk. <laughs> people, people talk about me when I'm drunk. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Girl, Heather, is Cut. that you? Like, God damn it, Heather. <laughs> You were like, here again. You were like probably like three at the time, but yeah, <laughs> that was you. Of course, dark doctors started to work on Gloria right away and did the standard procedures for her condition. They injected her with several fast-acting drugs, such as Valium, Versed, and Ativan, which are all sedatives. Then lidocaine and Betrillium to try to get her heart rate under control. And then this is kind of when things start to get weird. When nothing looked like it was working on her, they decided to use a defibrillator on her. So they had to cut her shirt open, and that's when they saw that her body was covered in the oily sheen, and her breath had a fruity, garlicky odor to it. By the way, everyone described it as a fruity, garlicky odor. That's such a weird... What is that? That's I'm like, that's such opposite. Yeah. Garlic doesn't smell like fruit. It's like such a pungent, like, smell. So I'm like, hmm. Yeah, you'd think you'd smell it and you'd be like, I don't know what this is. It's yeah, just weird. But a fruity, garlicky smell. Okay. That's all right. So then they go to draw blood and they notice that it smelled like ammonia and that there were manila colored particles floating about. Once again, manila colored? That's a very specific, specific color. And that's how it was referred to on like everything I read. I assume manila is like a manila folder. It's that's like all I beige. think of. I think of a manila folder, and to me, that's such a, like, the last thing I would compare it to right? is a fucking envelope. Uh, okay. Unless, is there, what's that color? Pan- Pantone? Is there a, is there a is little there a Pantone color that's manila? Yeah. Probably. Is it the manila folder? I don't know. <laughs> so, after they notice the manila color particles, this is when things just all around us start going bad. I think if someone said something to me like, oh, it's manila colored. I would punch them in the fucking face. I remember when I was in, I want to say it was fourth grade, my teacher was like, can you grab me a manila envelope? And I was like, vanilla? Yeah. Right? She was like, no, manila. And I was like, what the? <laughs> fourth grader is going to be like, oh yeah, let me go grab your it manila color. legitimately make more sense to call it a vanilla right? envelope. That's yeah. what color it is. But also, do you expect a fourth grader to know what a manila envelope is? I was like, what? It's pretentious is what, what is it, it is. What is this? Blood orange. She's so pretentious. Shut up. It's red. Anyways, this is when things just start to go bad. Because it was at this point that medical staff started feeling ill. And it was all because of Gloria. <laughs> Poor girl. She's just making everybody sick. Uh-huh. So one nurse passed out. And when she woke up, she couldn't even move her arms or her legs. Jeez. Which was scary. And other nurses started to have strange symptoms as well, such as fainting, shortness of breath, or nausea. Obviously, something related to Gloria was making everyone sick, so the hospital had to act quickly. They evacuated the entire ER floor and moved all the patients out into the parking lot. And the staff that was left to work on other patients had to strip down to their underwear and bag their clothing since they feared they had been exposed to a hazardous chemical. Only a few stayed behind to try to save Gloria's life, but unfortunately at 8.50, she was pronounced dead. 
what's even crazier, though, is that a total of 23 out of 37 ER staff felt ill that night. That's a lot. Oh, I was like, what did you do? You I, just couldn't breathe? I, yep. I forgot <laughs> how to breathe. That's how stupid I am. At around 11 p.m. that night, Riverside County Hazardous Material team came and searched for noxious chemicals. So they had to go search for chemicals like hydrogen sulfide, which is known as sewer gas, which is an insidious gas that smells like rotten eggs and at a high concentrate can kill a person after one or two whiffs. Jesus. They found this. No, they were searching. Oh, they they were searching They were trying to figure out what was causing everyone to get sick. This is what they theorized. Yes. Okay. Or phosgene, a gas with dual identity. When used the right way, the ingredients can be used for preparation of many organic chemicals, but when used by the wrong people, it can be used as a weapon for chemical warfare. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, the hazmat crew found none of those chemicals in the ER, but then that's when it's up to the coroners to come in and have pathologists try to figure out what happened. Mm-hmm. And I believe... This is where I take this is the stage. I hope this is where <laughs> this is where I start mispronouncing everything. I hope. Oh, I w- I'm gonna just full disclosure. I'm also gonna say words wrong, and if it's we don't medical care. Mumbo jumbo. We don't who care. Cares? I if don't you even know, think doctors say it. Right? You know what we're talking about, so don't don't add us. Yeah. Okay. Okay. While conducting Gloria's autopsy. Pathologists wore airtight safety suits and inside a carefully sealed room. Blood and tissue samples had been collected, along with air from Gloria's body bag and aluminum crate that had held the body. This was the first of three separate autopsies that would be performed on her. Although I think some of those autopsies later on weren't really on so much her body as they were on, like, parts of her body. I think it's really sad, though, because, what, it took how long for her to actually get, like, a burial because of all that? Yeah, like, that's so sad. In the following days, the coroner's office didn't speak a word about what had been found, if anything. But one thing was known for sure. They needed to seek outside help to determine just what had killed this woman. A former nuclear arms company called the Forensic Science Center, they were dispatched to aid on the case. The group would then test for anomalies in the samples from Gloria's organs and for any kinds of gases that may be found. Unfortunately, everything came back normal, and Gloria's death was still as much a mystery as ever. Scientists at the lab, they didn't give up, and more sensitive testing was underway to get a closer look. So they used this tool... I feel like I have to stretch in order to, to say this name of this uh, tool that they use. Are you ready? It's called a computer-guided combined gas chromatograph mass spectrometer. Who comes up with these names? I don't know. It's like, I just created this crazy thing. Let me Let's it. call it this 17-worded thing. Anyway, that's what it's called, and I'm not saying it again. It doesn't have a cute, like... No, because it's kgkgkmus. <laughs> so no, we cannot make a fucking acronym out of it. Thank you. I couldn't remember what <gasps> was called. So this thing, because I'm not saying it again, discerned that Gloria had a number of substances in her blood at the time of death. Some of those things you listed already: lidocaine, Tylenol, codeine, and Tygen, which is an anti-nausea medication. Hmm. There was also an unidentified amine, a derivative of ammonia that was probably responsible for the strange odor of her blood. It was thought that her body's breakdown of Tygen, the anti-nausea medication, had created this amine. 
Another strange find was nicotinamide, which is a B vitamin that's completely necessary to human health, but is often mixed into illegal drugs, usually amphetamines, um, as it causes a euphoric effect. It's very inexpensive, so many dealers mix it into their supply to make it go further. It was considered very strange, though, for it to be found in the system of someone who had been so ill. Mm-hmm. And, like, her family said that she didn't use drugs, so... Hmm. That's interesting, though. I now get why they said that, that what? The, like, the theory or whatever. About amphetamines? Yeah. Yeah, it's a theory that maybe she was using drugs, but it's, like, really not. But I guess I could see where they would draw that. Yeah. Yeah. So, there was one more chemical found in Gloria's system, dimethyl sulfone, which is an industrial solvent. It does occur in our bodies naturally sometimes when we break down amino acids that contain sulfur. While only trace amounts are normally found in the body, Gloria had an extremely high level in her system. So far, this was what the scientists found the most odd in regards to their study. Frustratingly, though, nothing they discovered could explain what had occurred in the emergency room that day. They knew what had caused her death, the official ruling being cardiac dysrhythmia triggered by kidney failure stemming from her cervical cancer. But there were still no answers as to what about Gloria's body had made all those other people so ill. So California's Department of Health and Services were brought in to see if they could determine what had occurred to cause the mass illness when she was brought in. Um... A thorough survey was conducted on all the affected staff members, but only a couple of commonalities were discovered. They were almost all women, and they had skipped dinner that evening. That's not... Uh, You're a fucking nurse. Nobody eats. Right? You're working like they double shifts. Time. <laughs> these are the only two things they could find in common with these people. And they're like, You're well, we got it. You're a female. Wrap it up, guys. And you didn't eat. With all their efforts, the best conclusion the department could come to was mass hysteria. That's also a favorite of mine. It's fucking so offensive. It's like, oh, well, you're just all crazy. Anyway, bye. No. Since there were no evidence of a poison in the atmosphere, it was thought that stress and anxiety had triggered the sociogenic illness. It was brought to attention that neither the ambulance driver nor the paramedic who'd worked on Gloria had experienced any symptoms of illness. Were they males, though? Is that why? Because they weren't, you know... I'm not sure. I wonder if that's... It's because women are crazy. Apparently. And all these women... That's exactly what they're saying. They were driven mad by their uteruses, because that's how science works. So we're hangry. Yeah. So we just fainted. Right. (laughs) There you go. I solved it. That's what happened. Women and their weak systems, Mm -hmm. they can't handle skipping dinner. So they all just went... We were all just hangry, so we fainted. But that's also why we woke up and our arms and legs couldn't move. Right. Simple explanation. Well, it's because you're a woman. Yeah. Duh. Damn. Okay. It's a wild time. It's just always a wild time to be a fucking female. It's a wild time right now to be a female. (laughs) Okay, so many of the afflicted staff were enraged by the mass hysteria ruling, as you would be. Medical resident Julie Gorchinsky filed a lawsuit against the hospital and the coroner's office. She was not having this mass hysteria bullshit. She did. I wouldn't either. Right? Good for you, Julie. Shoot, I want some workers' comp. I'd be like, I got ill on the job because this patient came in. She no sued everybody. Shit, I'd and be it's awesome. people too. But she got $6 million. 
damn. In damages. It was her attorney. Fucking Gloria Allred. What's I, her name? <laughs> Allred, yeah. So, another angry staff member, Maureen Welch, took matters into her own hands. Maureen called Dr. Anderson, the scientist who oversaw the testing of Gloria's body at the forensic center, and asked him to take another look into the case. She even sent him a scrapbook of information that she had put together herself to help persuade him into agreement. Anderson did agree and asked his colleague, Dr. Grant, to help him go over it once again. Grant's fresh pair of eyes found something that Anderson hadn't. The dimethyl sulfone might actually be dimethyl sulfoxide or DMSO. Yeah, I struggled for a second there. I was like, was words, what? I just don't get chemicals that there's what so many in there, like... I don't know. Well, from here on out, I think we're only going to be referring to it as DMSO, so it's fine. So, the difference between dimethyl sulfone and dimethyl sulfoxide is one tiny atom. That's what I'm saying. Chemicals are just fucking strange. I felt so Dana Scully writing this report. <laughs> I was just like, I need some Coke bottle glasses. I am scullying it up. This is amazing. <laughs> It was awesome. Okay. DMSO is sold in stores in gel form, it being a heavy-duty degreaser, but many people use it as a folk remedy for aching joints and muscles. So I guess kind of like Vicks Vapor. Okay, Vicks works. Me being Hispanic, I will tell you that you put that shit on anything. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm just saying... But also, Vicks is actually... They use it for everything. Yes. Vicks is actually... Things that you're not supposed to use it for. But Vicks technically is, like, supposed to be to, like, open up your, like, air passageways. This shit was a degreaser. You're right. Like, what you use... (laughs) Yeah. It's not even meant to be put on your body. (laughs) No. I'm pretty sure... Although, I did see a photo of something where... It looks really beauty-related. Right? It It did. Did you see the one that I saw that said, like, rose-scented or whatever? Yeah, it looked like there was, like, a a cherry blossom on it or something like like, that. It's like they're marketing it like, don't use it on your body. But if you totally do, it smells really good. Yeah. Like, low-key, put it on your body. Yeah. You know, they, like, would be like, don't do it, but if you do it, and you totally should... They're, like, saying that it was available at, like, Home Depot and, like, Ace Hardware. But also at, like, CVS. Yeah. So it's, like, mm, It's weird. Yeah. They were low-key not discouraging people from using it. No. So this would explain the oily sheen on Gloria's body and the garlic odor. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Because the interwebs was not what they were, if they were anything. In 94, it existed, but it was, like... In probably every like one hundred people's houses, so like, and not you really had to spread the word about like, hey, I heard from Susie's cousin that you can use this to Mm -hmm. like word of mouth, yeah, like where the hell that's how who started that? Fucking put degreaser on you and it's gonna cure you of everything. Someone's grandma. (laughs) That's all I have to say about that. Fucking grandma Betsy fucks everybody up. Um. It would not, however, explain the mass illness in the hospital. So, as it turns out, though, it had been dimethyl sulfone because DMSO reacts to oxygen and it becomes a different compound, dimethyl sulfate. So it was like um, a third option. Mm-hmm. DMSO, when it reacts to oxygen, becomes something else. Yes. In his research on the substance, Anderson discovered at last some concrete answers. Exposure to dimethyl sulfone vapors can cause convulsions, delirium, paralysis, and coma. In severe cases, the vapors can even cause death. Apparently, exposure to it for 10 minutes can be a severe enough case to kill a person. This, finally, would explain what had happened to the hospital staff. It even explained the 
crystals in her blood. Mm -hmm. Many tests were performed to see if they could recreate glorious circumstances, and they were able to mimic the situation almost precisely. It was like a 99-point-something percent. Yeah, pretty close. Despite the lab's seemingly irrefutable proof, many scientists came forward to claim that Anderson's conclusion had to be false because dimethyl sulfate doesn't work that way that quickly. Many scientists also came forward in his defense, though. But since Anderson's findings aren't technically 100% proven, this case is still unsolved. If it wasn't the DMSO that caused the whole debacle, then what was it? Mm-hmm. Um, Gloria's family sued the hospital and received $350,000. Why did they sue? For malpractice? malpractice. And Can you sue for malpractice in that case? In that sense, though? So the hospital never admitted any wrongdoing, but they just wanted it to go away. So they it gave also isn't $50,000 of hospitals. Right. So my next point is, do you know about this? The 1972 incident? No. So, in 1972, there was a radiation outbreak at the hospital due, allegedly, to a faulty radiation machine. And if you can't see me, which you can't, I'm doing air quotes <laughs> around a faulty... And just in case you can't see me, because this is a podcast... If they can't see us, then that means someone's spying on us, and that's a whole other issue. Well, I hate to break it to you, but there is most definitely a man in a white van parked down the street from my house listening right. to this. Hello, agent, whoever you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very well aware. It doesn't matter. Um, Don't they say that we have, like, the FBI is, like, staring at us through yeah. the little webcam thing? He's staring at me through here. He's looking through there. Looking yeah. Through there. We're being watched. He's looking probably. at the ceiling right now. Nothing too exciting. Probably. They're like, oh, these I forgot bitches. to put on my tinfoil hat Here they morning. go again. <laughs> Whatever FBI agent is watching me is very confused. He's like, is she a problem or is she just making fun of herself? I can't yeah. even tell anymore. You know what? Neither can I. Um, anyway, so radiation outbreak in the cancer ward, and more than 400 cancer patients were affected. And by 1978, only six years later, over half of them were dead, which is 200 people. Even those who did survive suffered severe side effects from their exposure to those levels of radiation. So, so this is not their first rodeo. They've had some trouble they in the have. past. Also, Riverside's looking real good right now. <laughs> also, you know, there's the theory about alien abduction. You know. Is this where X-Files comes in? Um, kind of. Because, okay. I would like to know, once you're done, I would like us to circle back and I would like to know. I'm pretty much done. Oh, okay. I'm I would done. like to know. Yeah. Where uh-huh. that comes in. The X-Files? Yeah. Finally, someone's asking me about the X-Files. This is my day. My day has come. Um, so what's interesting about the fact that the X-Files took this story and turned it into a... Like an arc? Like a recurring theme yeah. was that it happened in the same year. That episode aired in 94. Oh, really? Maybe 95. Maybe 95, actually. So still, just months afterwards. Oh. Yeah. They took it and... Like, straight from the headlines. Exactly. And they were like, oh my god, this needs to be an episode right now! And they did. Um, on the X-Files, there's this uh, virus that's like a reoccurring theme, and it has... It, it causes people to, to have reactions to it, like, 
like Gloria. Like, if you come in contact with these people's blood, like, you're, you're basically dead. Like, hmm. yeah. And that, it, it, it was used in the season one finale called the Erlenmeyer Flask. So, and it's one of the most epic finales ever. Do you literally know every episode by name? Of course. <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> um, so... I thought I was weird about Friends because I, like, know every episode, but I definitely don't know the titles to every episode. You take the cake with X-Files for sure. Thank you. Um, it's, yeah, I really like that. Anyway, I'm not going to expose myself for quite the biggest loser that I am. Wait, where do the aliens come in? The virus is an alien virus. Got it. Oh, also, Gloria may have been abducted by aliens. Okay. Because... I don't know if you're familiar with, like, alien abduction cases. Uh-uh. Because, you know, that's a question I ask constantly. Um, but cancer is a reoccurring theme with uh, alleged alien abductees. Aliens are always, like, giving people cancer or curing cancer. I don't know if I believe she was abducted by aliens. I don't believe that. I, I don't know. Sometimes... I feel like I just really want to believe, and so then I do. But then if I really strip it down, it's like, I don't know if I really believe that. I think it's really sad, because, poor thing, she just didn't stand a chance. Because, one, she had... They didn't say what stage she was in with her cervical cancer. I'm just assuming it was stage three or four. Um, did they say? No. Yeah. That I they just said it was advanced stages, so I can only assume that it was three or if four. If it's causing things like... Yeah. Kidney failure yeah. or whatever, it, it's pretty bad. Yeah. So I just feel bad for her because then here she's probably thinking, oh, so-and-so told me of this cure-all medicine. Oh. Well, her family says that she wasn't using DMSO, but, like, how would they really mean, know? No. I mean, because to me that explains all the key points, like the oily sheen on her skin. Um uh-huh. Even if you use the greasiest lotion, you don't get that, like, film almost, you know? So it had to have been, like, fucking something else. Um, and then, yeah, like, the manila-colored <laughs> particles in her blood. Like, I feel like that, the DMSO, DMSO gives a good enough explanation for me. It it really does. If, if they were able to simulate I also want to know one they identically... Still- that incident it's with still the testing? manufactured is you, it yeah you can still use it because you're not supposed to be lathering yourself in it no you're you know technically supposed to use it as a de- degreaser i want to know when did people stop telling people to use it as a cure all method well technically you, you mean like by word of mouth yeah like because people stopped doing it maybe it was this i know i'm like just because it was supposed to basically, like, take your pain away, right? Yeah. It was yeah. kind of like using Ben Gay, I yeah. think. Like, for joint pain and muscle pain. Stuff like that. The company themselves never technically told anyone to use it as No, this is all relief. word of mouth. So, by word of mouth, people must have eventually realized, like, this is nonsense. Kind of like... Maybe it was like an old wives' tale kind of thing. Like, remember how they used to tell you to put butter on burns? Mm-hmm. And then they figured out that's actually not what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So it was just phased out by... I remember an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I believe Courtney said to do that. To put butter on burns? Uh-huh. That sounds like something Maybe Courtney it was would Kim. say. Maybe it was Kim. Oh. 
Courtney's all about the holistic yeah. cures. See, if I search DMSO, um, cream comes up and then cancer. Ew. Ew. And also CVS. Oh, so shit. apparently, yes. You. Yeah, see? Apparently, it was a cancer treatment, yeah. Oh, shit. Well, there you go. Maybe she just didn't tell her family. She would be. F- like, they'll think I'm nuts if I tell them this. It says that it has not been shown to be an effective treatment for cancer in humans. Yeah, but. People tried it. People tried it. Uh, on a scale of one to five ghost emojis. Oh, I don't think this one's haunted. Oh, okay. I give it zero ghost emojis. Zero ghost emojis. I just think it's an interesting... I think what makes it interesting is how other people take it. Like, X-Files. They, like, took it and, like... And turned it into... Turned it into, like, something a spooky. Haunted. Yeah. So we can then use it. <laughs> well, it may have been aliens. I mean... There might be aliens in Riverside. I don't know. Sure. So I'm going to give it a one. Okay. Five ghost emojis. I just need to say from here on out, if a woman dies of mysterious illness or whatever, please don't give her a fucked up nickname to be referred to as. Toxic lady just sounds awful. Yeah. It's kind of mean. Like, could you imagine, like, your wife being referred to as, like, oh, yeah, she was the toxic lady that killed everybody. Yeah, that's pretty mean. That is. It's not her fault. No. She's, she had cancer and she wanted to feel better. Yeah, because she was Fuck fucking off. 31 and had two kids. Jesus Hell, yeah, Christ. I would be fucking wiping shit all over me. <laughs> Vicks, fucking DMSO, Windex, according to, what's that movie? My Big Fat Greek Wedding, Windex Cures Everything. Yeah. So, let's go. <laughs> oh, boy. So, what's your obsession this week? Um, That's a good question. My obsession was I got to sit on the friend's couch twice last week. One, because Coffee Bean set up pop-up shops in two of their locations. And then I actually, someone surprised me by going to the Warner Brothers Studios and I got to see the Big Bang Theory set and the Friends, like, actual set. And I got to sit on, like, the oh, actual wow. couch. So they say. Dude, don't know if it's really If I couch. got to sit, like, in the X-Files basement or something, I would be a fucking mess. It's really it's really shitty because there was such a long... Like, Big Bang Theory didn't have a line at all, like, which is funny because I thought that's such a current show. I think, it's, I, I think it's over. Well, I think the I think, I, I think the hype has been over for a while. But I thought, like, you know, it would have had a little something where Friends had, like, a freaking super long line. And I was like, God damn it. I'm like, I just wanted to spend, like, a minute, like, just taking it all in. But um, it was really cool. Like, the studio, to- the studio tour was actually really cool. So you saw where, like, Gilmore Girls was filmed. Oh, I'm shit. A, yeah, I'm a Pretty Little Liars fan, so they, like, still had, like, Rosewood High and Rosewood. Um, I've never seen that show, so I don't. I love it. It's stupid, but I love it. Um, yeah, it was really cool. And then they had a bunch of um, A Star is Born stuff. Oh, Yeah. They had her oh. outfits. Yeah. What was really cool is they have a huge prop room. So basically, it's just where studios go to shop for stuff that they're going to use in their films. And it was really interesting to see there's all these tags that say hold. And they'll have, like... You know, they don't want to give away what it's for. So they had one that was SH3, 
I found out that was Sherlock Sherlock Holmes three. They're making a third one. Was there was there something from I, for Irene Adler? Was there anything for from? Never mind. Oh, what's that? Is that that's the character that Rachel McAdams plays in Sherlock Holmes? Oh, you know I've never really made it to oh. Sherlock. Okay. And apparently the BBC version is like fucking fantastic. Oh, is that the one that... No. Oh, no, okay. this one is... Uh, I tried watching the BBC this version one, and it, well, I just didn't... This one was the Robert. Okay, um, good. Which, FYI, comes out in 2022. Nice. No. 2020? It's a... Maybe 2021. Far time from now. Um, but what really piqued my interest is that there was a little hang tag that said hold and it said blonde or blondie. I can't, no, blonde. But... It just had, like, a winky face, but, like, a silhouette of it. And I was like, that's Marilyn Monroe. I know for a fact. Because I have, like, her exact, like, silhouette in my room. And so I did some research. And Netflix apparently is doing a biopic movie about Marilyn Monroe. Oh, cool. So I was like, oh, cool. I got to see some of the props used for it. That's cool. So, yeah. That's my obsession. It's a good one. Yeah. I had a couple that I didn't know to choose. I really thought yours was going to be... I thought I knew for sure what yours was going to be. What did you think mine was I thought be? yours was going to be Lizzo's performance at the VMAs. Oh, that was good. That yeah. was really good. I was legitimately mentally preparing myself for you to talk about it because I thought I was going to cry because it was so powerful. Oh, she's cute, though. I just love her. That was just so... Yeah. Let's not... Let's not go there because I'm going to cry. <laughs> I really thought you were gonna. Oh, do I'm it. sorry. I let you know. No, no, it's no. I'm glad because that means I don't have to cry. Yeah, that would be like weird to like end <laughs> on that note. You know, like okay, and then they cried, and then that, I, it was over. I'm sorry. My eyes is gonna make lots of noise. So, mine is a movie I watched. I think it was yesterday. Days are weird. Um. So, my favorite actress of all time is Mae West. Okay. And I'm, Which, I. If you ever watch Drag Race, Alaska did a really good imp- uh, impersonation of Mae West. I actually have an impression of oh. Mae West. I'm not going to do it right oh, now, but yeah. I, someday. Get me drunk one. enough, It was and a really good it. one. So, she's my favorite. I love a lot of old Hollywood actresses. Like, I, I really love Jean Harlow and Vivian Lee and Liz Taylor, uh, Carol Lombard. I have so many that I love, but more than anyone, Mae West is... Mae West and Carrie Fisher are, like, my all-time icons. Mm -hmm. And I've been kind of working my way through every movie she's made, ever. (laughs) So, like, even obscure, like, bit part she's done. So I've been, like, you know, going through. Which is a hard task because those movies are long. Yes. Some of them are very long. Yeah. I've, I've seen every movie that Marilyn Monroe has ever made. And that took many years. This this time... It, she had a bunch of little bits, too. Right. So this time it's been kind of hard because some of them... Like, her parts are, like, so small. And even though she's so great and any anything... Any little bit part she has feels big because mm-hmm. she's just such a big personality. And is so smart and so funny. And so interesting to watch. But I actually watched one last night and I had low expectations. I'm like... Because my favorite movie she's ever done is called I'm No Angel. It's from 1932, I think. And it's the movie where she has all of her best lines. Uh, even if you don't think you know who Mae West is, you probably do. Because she she's very 
you, you hear her quotes all the time. You don't necessarily know that they're her quotes. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you hear someone say like, when I'm good, I'm very good. But when I'm bad, I'm better. That's a Mae West quote. Um, uh, you only live once, but if you do it right, once is enough. Mm-hmm. I don't do diets. The only carrots I'm interested in are on my finger. She, yeah. Great, great stuff. Well, Cause she had a very like specific like voice too. Right. Like a, in a very specific walk. Yeah. And just, she stood out for she sure. She definitely stood out. One thing I said to my mom last night, I'm like, I bet women dreaded having to be in a movie with her. Mm-hmm. She would just cancel everyone. Mm-hmm. She's so, so funny. She wrote these movies, by the way. Like, this is not just something she starred in. Another thing is, is that she'd already had a really successful, like, Broadway career before she started doing movies. Um, Hollywood begged her to come start making movies. Hmm. She was doing plays that she was writing and starring in. And a lot of them were so risque that she would get arrested right after she would walk off stage. One of them was just called sex. And this was in the twenties when you can't do that. And they would just, I can just picture it. She should be like, Oh, hello boys. Is this my ride? Like she wouldn't even give a shit. She would just get it and just go to jail, whatever. Um, and then go put on the same show the next night. She did not care. She was super controversial, super independent she never got married. She never had kids. She had many epic love affairs. She loved men, but she didn't want to settle down ever. Mm-hmm. People were just enthralled by her. She also was not a stick figure. She had a very voluptuous figure and was super confident, super funny, super interesting. The movie I watched last night was called Going to Town. It's from 1935. It's classified as a musical, but there's like really only two musical numbers in it, and they're pretty short. Mm. I'm not a big musical person, so I was kind of like, you know, like, but it was fantastic. It was, Mm. it's now my second favorite Mae West film. I was very pleasantly surprised. It's incredible. I loved it. It thrilled me. She had amazing one-liners in there. So good. I'm going to watch it again. Oh, well, that's... Probably a hundred times. Well. Yeah. Where'd you find it on? I I have a Netflix... Netflix. <laughs> you, you missed out on Selena's face just now. It's pretty funny. Neither of us can talk. Nope. So Netflix, actually, I have the subscription where I get movies in the mail. Oh, God. Because... It. Of my obsession with classic films. They're not on... They're not on anything. So I have to... I feel like Turner Classic Movies needs to... Step up their fucking game. Yeah. And stop playing the same nine movies. Or even if they did a... I feel like there's enough audience for people to watch classic movies that if they did a subscription service... I wish. People would totally... Like a streaming service? Yeah. Oh my god, please. I feel like people would totally, like, give in on it. Please. Do you have anything to add? No. But we do have to do our outro. Okay. Do you want me to do it? Sure. I don't have the mental capacity to remember anything right now. Well, that's it for us this week. We'll see you next Thursday. But if you miss us in the meantime, remember, we're always with you in spirit. And we love you to death. To death. To death. To death.